The Stage Door Show. Celebrating the independent artist. With your host, Dave Hondell. Hi everyone, welcome to The Stage Door Show tonight. This is Dave Hondell. Tonight, my guest is in the new romantic comedy entitled Townhouse Confidential. He's also been seen in TV and Law and & Order, Gotham, and Hightown, and he's also an accomplished stunt performer. So please welcome to the show, Jonas Baranka. Uh, thanks for joining us, Jonas. Thanks for having me, Dave. It's great to be here. All right, great. Well, you know, again, I, I see you're from Brooklyn, you know, growing up in uh, New York City. Uh, did that kind of have a piece in, in wanting to get into the arts, uh, being around it all the time? Sure. Uh, actually, I, I mean, I come from a family of actors, actually. Both my parents met when they were cast as husband and wife in a play at Hunter College. Nice. Uh, my father's from Brooklyn. My mother's from the Bronx. And, you know, I'm just a, a yeah, New York story yeah. through and through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Started doing theater in the community theater in Brooklyn Heights at the Heights Players. And um, since then, just been involved with it since I was it started there when I was about nine years old. So when you uh, when you were immersed in it, I guess growing up, I mean, you know, some some kids, I guess, could turn the other way and say, you know what, I, I, that's the last thing I want to do is, you know, do that yeah. because I'm around it all the time and getting burnt out. But but it sounds like you actually embraced it and and kind of took it on and and basically have, have been successful ever since. I mean, nine years old, you got into it, and you know, you said community theater. I think a lot of people, a lot of my listeners, are in community theater, regional theater, and coming from your point of view. You know, was that a good starting point for you to get in on that stage as opposed to in front of a TV camera or in front of a film camera? Was was a stage a good starting point for you? I love the training that I got just from uh, working with everyday people and um, the outreach that we were able to do as well was uh, something that I found very valuable. The healing aspect of theater to begin with. I mean, it was an outlet for me that um, reading was very hard for me and scripts for some reason were easier for me to manage. Uh, so it was an outlet that socially and after a while intellectually kind of helped me blossom in a certain way that I don't think without it, I don't know if it would have happened. Yeah. You know, Jonas, I think, you know, speaking of community theater, you know, my kids both went through it as well. And one of the things yeah. that I, that I noticed, um, you know, is being being around that community is that it really is a community. It's a community of people who support each other, regardless of, you know, maybe if somebody doesn't do well in school or maybe somebody doesn't have, you know, as many friends as somebody else. And, you know, they get into that that space of, you know, community theater, everybody supports each other and they they almost go in through that that process, almost become a better person or more accepting, I guess, of, of, of other people. Did you find that to be true? Oh, absolutely. We I mean, you work with people from all walks of life, all points of view. And at the end of the day, all you want to do is make this production and uh you know people come together it's it, one of the best things about the the community theater is how much everyone gets to learn from every aspect of it. you know could be someone's parent who sees that they need someone to run the light board because they're short handed you know and all of a sudden that person does that for you know the next few years um or someone learns carpentry skills just because they needed a hand building the set one day and after a while those skills build up and people yeah i mean that's just the beautiful beauty of theater to begin with i think is all the, the skills that you learn along the way that are just a part of putting together a show 
Yeah, for sure. Um, and when did your, I guess, uh, when did it kind of grow into more of a, um, you know, not so much like a, a love or a hobby? When did it become more of like a serious uh, obsession to, to to be in it, like, you know, as a career? Um, yeah. Was that like in high school or was it beyond high school? I pretty much always knew I was going to do something involved in the arts uh, as a profession. In high school, I went to LaGuardia Arts High School for trumpet. Um, and deciding where to go for college was very difficult. Actually, originally I was looking for music and then along the way, I realized that I kind of wanted a little bit more formal acting training, and uh, voice training. So I went to SUNY Fredonia, and got my fine arts degree up there, um, in theater. And, uh, but since then it's just, it's, it's a work, it's work like anything else. You know, I picked a career and I've tried to use every, every single skill that i've had along the way and the other thing that i wanted to kind of go over is your improv because you know you went to upright system yeah. brigade and you got training yeah. there so as an improv um actor you know learning improv i think is important and we talk about this on a lot of our shows we have a lot of improv actors on the show but uh, you know talk about your training there and did that help you uh become a better actor in all other aspects of of the craft absolutely the flexibility that you're forced to learn um, with performing with people, not knowing what's going to come out of someone's mouth second to second. Uh, yeah, especially for comedy. I mean, one of the, especially with the, the movie Townhouse Confidential that we're working on right now, uh, I had such liberty uh, from Patrick, our director, to go wherever I wanted to go with certain scenes, which I thank my improv training immensely for. <laughs> Yeah. giving myself forcing myself to have freedom to go there sometimes you know yeah did you i mean working with patrick you know we've had him on the show before and you know i know that directors are all different i mean you're you're going to work with several different directors which you you have and you know in your career um, but you know do you find that the director that gives you that liberty to improv a little bit or maybe take a line and, and maybe make it a little bit different. I mean, is that, is, do you like that Liberty or that freedom to do that if you have to? Yeah, I love it. I mean, you know, anyone who gives you an opportunity for a run and try things a few different times, if the, um, you know, always uh, respect the script writer, but if they allow you a Liberty as well to change word here and there, to try your own thing. Um, there are a couple of lines that made it into the final edit that uh, came out of my own mouth, you know, it's uh it, it it's an honor to pass their test at the end of the day because I never want to step on anyone's toes. Yeah. But if if given the opportunity to run, I'll always do it. Yeah. So talk about the talk about the movie Townhouse Confidential and uh, what we can expect from your your character because I know it's uh you know it, it's a kind of a it's a it's a movie but it was a spoof on a on a, on a you know Pride and Prejudice and Pride and Prejudice things yeah. Like, yeah. Um, well, if you are familiar with the story of Pride and Prejudice, I would say that my character is more along the Wickham lines. Someone who's, uh, he, he ends up being kind of the romantic villain sort. Um, but uh, at the end of the day, he's, he's, he's gunning for himself. <laughs> um, Tommy Leroy, he's a, a, a kind of no good little uh, handyman who works his way around the West Village but the movie's a lot of fun. It's uh, it's a really fun rom-com. It's a really good New York story. Anyone who spent time in the village, in Greenwich Village, will recognize the places that we're going to and the, the sites that 
we feature and I mean, Ish, our great cinematographer, and Patrick, they found some great shots that just, I mean, the whole West Side, it really makes you, and it, make, it just makes you want to be in New York in the summer too, you know, eat a, eat a cupcake on a bench somewhere in New York in the summer and just enjoy some pigeons flying by. It's like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I live I live in Miami now, but I I lived in New York. For oh yeah, years. and uh, you know, being in New York for so long, you know, I, I I can't wait to see the film myself and see the you know I lived in the West Village for the first uh, month that I was there in New York, so I can't wait to see some of the sites uh, that are in the film. So I'm really excited about that. And for those of you who visited New York, I mean, it's one thing to visit, but to actually live there. I think you can appreciate it a lot more, you know, the, <laughs> the, the everyday New York, you know, the struggles and everything you go through in, in New York. So, uh, so I'm looking forward to that for sure. You know, I know you've done some stunt work as well, and you've been on a lot of different uh, networks doing stunt work. So talk, how did you get involved with stunt work? Did that just come by accident or is that something that you actually auditioned for? I mean, how, how do you, how does that work? I had uh, my alma mater at SUNY Fredonia at the part of their training had a great stage combat program. Oh, okay. Um, and, but before that I had gotten involved in boxing training uh, from when I was a teenager that made me kind of take to the program in college a lot to the point that I was TAing um, and uh, adjudicating my fellow students to the certain, by the time I graduated and then when I, I moved into L.A. right after college and got hooked up with Sword Fight Think, a stunt team. Um, and we did a lot of sword fights, kind of like History Channel kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. Very frequently. Um, but uh, that was a great way to continue my training. And since then, um, trained with some great cats here in New York City. And other than that, it's just about knowing what you can do and making sure that when you show up, uh, you're able to do it. You know, a lot of a lot of things are on the line when you're there yeah. to work, and people are relying on you to be the guy to do it quickly and efficiently, and safely. Right. So, um, just be honest about what you can do and learn things that you can't. You talk, I mean, even some of the small scenes that we see on TV, even the History Channel or some of the reenactment things that we see on TV. I mean, how many hours does it take to learn choreograph? I guess. Um, each of those scenes, because I would imagine even a few seconds on, on camera would take hours to actually choreograph. Oh, sure. I mean, it, sometimes it's really, really long sessions. Sometimes you get on set and a director might want you to throw something together quickly. And, you know, mm -hmm. within maybe a half an hour to an hour, you might have some time to throw together a few beats. Wow. Fight. Um, but often, I mean, hopefully you get a little bit more time. Hopefully you get a rehearsal day or something like that, it, depending on the size of the fight, the number of people involved. Yeah. You know, how many moving parts there are so you know sometimes it could just be a couple of people will have a, a a hit a slap a hair pull something like that and sometimes it's really ground and pound yeah. so you know it kind of depends on what the work is growing up in brooklyn again you know just i think that you know brooklyn is a great place to grow up to to see because i mean everything to me in brooklyn seems like a movie set, you know, <laughs> every, every yeah. corner, you know, you turn, you know, there's, there's, you know, cobblestone or alleys or, you know, the Brooklyn bridge, Manhattan bridge or whatever. And so it's all like a movie set to me. So um, now growing up in Brooklyn, I mean, was that something that did you ever make your own movies or did you ever get your friends together and get the camcorder and make your own films? Absolutely. I was, uh, I 
hung out mostly with my older brother and his friends when I was a kid, and I was kind of that little scrappy run around kid. Yeah. But they, um, they, they, <laughs> somewhere there are a couple of uh, old uh, camcorder tapes of um, some home movies that uh, <laughs> my good friend Jamie would uh, write and direct, and we would shoot in our backyards. Yeah. Um, strange neo-political uh, genres. We were like, you know, 10 years old <laughs> making nonsense in the backyard, but absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that was before cell phones. Oh, for sure. So, yeah. yeah. Most yeah, of the old eight millimeter cameras, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I got, I got, I got a whole bag of those tapes somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what, what's your most memorable uh, moment, I guess, in, in the business uh, since you started? Oh man, that's a tough one. <laughs> That's a real tough one. It would be, you know, if there's something, I don't want to drop a name, but honestly, this is when I was still doing background. Okay. And this is probably one of the most memorable moments, but it was, uh, I was just getting something from craft services, you know, and so was this actor. Sure. And I, uh, you know, someone who, I've watched years, years and years, watched them kind of grow up in movies and everything else. Yeah. And, you know, I, I just, I know that they're in their head, they're getting, you know, doing the role, doing whatever they need to do to stay focused. And I didn't want to get in their way, wanted them to get their watermelon or whatever it was, get onto the set. And I apologized for, you know, hopping out of their way. And they're like, no apologies, man. We're all doing the same thing. And it was just one of the most humbling and human moments of anyone of that level that I have seen ever. Mm-hmm. Right, I've right. seen a bunch of people like that. Um, yeah. yeah. That's great. You know, and I know that uh, people have done a lot of work, you know, sometimes they, they might have a, a not so great moment with somebody who they've maybe watched, you know, and, yeah. um, but, you know, working is, is like anything else. You might have a bad day. You might have a good day, whatever it is, but yeah, I'm glad you had a good experience like that. That's, that's good. I mean, the thing is, you know, the, the person that you're a piece of garbage to one moment could be directing you in a year or two. Just be, be humble. You know, we're all people. Every, every person that you run into on set is just trying to make the day happen. Right whether they're, you know, carrying a uh, stand or lens or, you know, whether the background or makeup person, whoever it is, everyone's just trying to make it they have. So, you know, when tempers get short, when something doesn't necessarily go the right way, when you're standing for a little bit longer than you thought you were going to, a lot of other people are too. And it's just, you know, stay humble. Be thankful that you're there because a lot of people want to be there, whatever the job is, whatever the job is. A lot of other people have been wanting to be there at the same time and instead are hustling in some other way, hoping that they can do that. Yeah. So, yeah, be thankful for every day that you have to make art. That's great advice. And and uh, like I said, I like talking about that. And when you brought it up, I we had to talk about that a little bit because it's one of the most sure. important things I think people will uh, take away from this. Um you know, I guess, what do you tell that one kid who's who's maybe in, I don't know, high school and is going out for, you know, all the roles that, that they have in their high school plays or maybe community theater, regional theater, and they're always, hear, they're always hearing no. Um, you yeah. know, what do you tell that person uh, that's about to kind of give up on their dream and they could be, di- you know, 
so close to it. What do you tell that person? Just keep doing it. If learning the lines makes you feel good, if performing it, even with the notes, if it makes you feel good at all, just keep doing it. Because at some point it's going to be a yes. I know it sounds cliche sometimes when people say that, but you know I've been doing it since I was nine, and it's only very recently that things are really starting to take off. And I've had my successes along the way, but now, you know, hopefully starting to get a little bit of traction. And it's yeah. uh, it's it's a road. It's a serious road. So just keep just keep pursuing it. Anything that makes you happy, any piece of art, whether you're a painter or a poet. Just keep doing it until the people who are meant to hear it or see it do. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Um, is there anything you regret? Is there anything in your past, uh, you know, you know, in the arts? Is there anything that you wish you would have done differently? There are a few times when I was a younger actor on certain sets that I wish I would have shut my mouth a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> um, just, just trying to. Uh, trying to kick it with the rest of a certain level that maybe I just ran my mouth a little bit too much, but yeah. other than that, I can't really think it too much. Yeah. Um, my last question here, I ask everybody this uh, on every one of my shows, but what kind of legacy do you want to leave behind? What, what do you want to leave people with when it's all said and done, when they think of your name? When they think of my name, I want people to think that I, uh, that I help people at the end of the day that I help people and brought people joy. That's great. Best of luck to Townhouse Confidential. We're all looking forward to that. Can't wait to yeah. see you in it. And you're always welcome on the show. So anytime you want to come on, you're, you're always welcome. Yes, sir. Great to meet you.